the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio on KLUP 930 AM Radio. The answer. Welcome to our show, my friends, on this beautiful December 18, 2021. One more week till Christmas. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but the, this year has just flown by tremendously. So, uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Our program is sponsored by Border Hawk News. If you want to know anything about what is going on with migration patterns, with immigration across the country, across the world, Border Hawk News is the place to go. They have it all. They will tell you everything. That is, they have reporters everywhere. So, Border Hawk News, we thank you for your sponsorship and for your continued support. Let me remind everyone once again that our program is pre-recorded, so uh, you know no need to try to call us. Uh, uh, our program, like I said, is pre-recorded, so uh, we wouldn't be able to talk to you at any rate. However, feel free to contact me through social media or through the station if you wish, and uh, I'll be more than happy to respond and reply as long as uh, you're not a crazy loon leftist. <laughs> At any rate, uh, welcome to the show. Let me tell you who we've got, because we've got a packed show again, as usual, my friends. First of all, we've got our good friend Todd Benzman uh, with the Center for Immigration Studies. Todd is, uh, I mean, I, he's hes one of our stars, because Todd really, really stays on top of what, what everything that's happening. He's got a report about what is happening to the indigenous people, as well as to the environment in, uh, in Panama, what they call the Dorian Gap, where... Uh, all of these illegal aliens that end up at our border are crossing through there, and they are destroying the environment. They are uh, wrecking the, uh, the the homeland of uh, several indigenous groups uh, in that area. However, you know the very people that scream and yell about uh, uh, about uh, the earth, protecting the earth and protecting cultures are very very silent on this whole issue, which again tells you exactly how hypocritical they are. So uh, Todd Bensman is our first guest. Our next, our, our second guest is uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd uh, from Goliad County, Texas. And Sheriff Boyd is going to talk to us about, give us an update of what is happening in his neck of the woods, in his county with illegal immigration, uh, the chases and all that stuff. And he's also going to be responding to uh, President uh, Biden's recent comment, uh, or should I say the White House's recent comment, where they said that they were helping sheriffs to address the border crisis. Ha! You know, it, it, it is so fake and phony, the things they say. Um, our next guest, our third guest, is another sheriff, Sheriff Micah Harmon from Lavaca County. And Lavaca County is located smack dab between Houston and San Antonio, and he's going to tell us also about what how the illegal immigration problem is uh, affecting the border crisis, it's affecting his county, as well as just in general the crime that's... that's uh, uh, accelerated uh, in, in not only in, in, in urban communities, but in rural communities. Our, our final guest is Mr. Willie Ng. And Willie is a, uh, he's a good friend that I've gotten to know here in San Antonio in Bear County. And he is a law enforcement expert, bar none, as far as here in, in, in San Antonio and in urban areas. I mean, he knows, uh, he's been involved in, in law enforcement for 27 years. So uh, uh, he'll be our final guest. So let's sit back, my friends. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go to our first uh, guest, uh, Mr. Todd Benzman from Center for Immigration Studies. Welcome to the show, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, 
the answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Todd Benzman, from the Center for Immigration Studies. And he's just written another smashing article that uh, talks about the environmental impact that uh, the illegal immigration is having uh, on in, in on the jungles in Central America. Now, the uh, you know we don't we we hear a lot about uh, saving the planet, but uh, strangely, it, they're very very silent. The left is and, and the liberals are very very silent on saving the jungles of Central America, which, in my opinion, are smaller and much more fragile than uh, than the Amazon. But at any rate, um, uh, Todd, of course, is author of. Uh, a great book, uh, The Crisis on the Border, I believe, and, and uh, he'll tell us a little bit about it. And um, But uh, he's written this article about the impact on the environment and uh, the Native people. Todd, Todd, thank you for being with us again. Uh, happy holidays. Sure. And uh, now tell us tell us about this situation that uh, that's happening on the border, but um, the green people are being very quiet about. Yeah, so this is about the Ibera tribe, which is right smack in the middle of the migration paths out of the Darien Gap between Colombia and Panama, and it's through this gap where we're seeing people from all over the world cross into uh, North America and then to our border. Uh, 30%, uh, record-breaking, 30% of everybody who is reaching the southern border is not from Central America or Mexico. They're from all over the world, including the Middle East and terrorism countries. And that's how they get here, on this eight, nine, ten-day trek through the jungle. And there are more people coming through that jungle than in living memory. A hundred thousand people trying to take advantage of the Biden policies to get into the country through the border, coming through that gap. And they are plowing right through Embera territory. Now, I brought in, and the Center for Immigration Studies sponsored the uh, travel of uh, Mayor Francisco Agapi, who is the leader of the tribe right there in the middle of the jungle that's taking the full brunt of that 100,000 coming through. And he's never spoken publicly before. This is the first time that anyone has ever heard anything. It's the first time he's ever been to Washington, D.C., and we did a panel with him, and I wrote an article based on the panel where he's describing uh, the destruction of his tribe, of his, of his indigenous people, mainly through the corruption of the money that these migrants are bringing. They cannot, his people cannot resist transporting and guiding all of these migrants through, and in some cases, unfortunately, uh, raping and murdering and robbing these migrants as well. It's a double-edged sword. It's bad for the migrants. It's bad for his people. And he's describing how the young men of all of the villages that he represents uh, just um, turning, using this money to buy cocaine and alcohol, and that they are becoming addicted and dependent to the alcohol, and it's destroying their families just this year. I mean, They've always had this migration coming through, but nothing like like the money that they're earning this year. And they're not planting, and they're not hunting, and they're not fishing like normal. And the people are having food insecurity over this. Uh, the men are disappearing to Panama City, he said. And, uh, you know, don't come back until they spent all their money on drugs and alcohol and, and who knows what else uh, going on there. And in addition to those cultural uh, impacts, uh, terrible cultural impacts, uh, there is this environmental impact where these thousands and thousands of migrants are, uh, I'm just going to say it, I mean, they're defecating and you know putting human waste in all of the local water supplies. These people don't have running water or electricity. They drink from the rivers, and the rivers all along the villages are contaminated now with human waste and also just regular trash. And on top of that, he says that the migrants are stripping out all of their uh, plantains, their harvests that they plant for themselves and leave them without anything to eat. Uh, now they depend on the money 
to buy supplies in civilization and to bring bring it in. I mean, it's just a a terrible story. And I asked him during the panel, I was moderating the panel on December 7, you know, have you heard from even a single human rights organization that specializes in environment or indigenous people's protection? And he said, no, nobody cares about this. They only care about the migrants. They're all in favor of the migrants that are destroying us. You know, it's very, very typical and hypocritical, of course, of, uh, of the left and the liberals that they care about, they only care about the issues that advance their agenda, but uh, when it comes to true reality and, uh, you know, environmental justice, as they always scream about it, they seem to uh, to ignore it and forget it. Um, are, are these people, I mean, is, is, the, is any government, including the, the Panamanian government, doing anything to protect them or, or, at all? No, the answer is no. Nobody, he says nobody cares about them or what's happening to them. He says that he's uh, shouting into the wind. Nobody's paying attention. Uh, he's uh, tried to get the government uh, interested. Uh, he, I mean, one thing that I, I feel proud that we were able to do is we were able to get uh, Mayor Agapi into the uh, halls of Congress, uh, where last week he was able to meet with six or eight different congressmen and talk about what happened and also what's happening. And also, you know, he he spoke to our panel uh, and that's a recorded uh, event. And so he's out there talking. We've got him on our site, cis.org, uh, saying these things. And I'm hoping that this will just sort of be the start uh, because if nobody else cares about indigenous uh, people and what's happening uh, with contamination from external factors like this, uh, you know, maybe the, you know, odd dog uh, to get in, in behind them is the Center for Immigration Studies. I mean, we don't do the indigenous peoples uh, thing, but if it impacts on uh, illegal immigration to our border, uh, you know, we might be the only ones. I don't know what's, what's going to happen with this, with this poor uh, this poor guy and his circumstance out there. Nobody seems to care. You know, another, uh, you know, this is not the first time that we've heard of an inver- in environmental impact on uh, uh, on a migrant route. That uh, has been happening for years uh, in Arizona, for example. Uh, trash has been littered all over uh, public uh, uh, national uh, grounds over there, uh, or lands, should I say, public lands, uh, and in, in here in Texas, uh, ranchers have been suffering uh, for years uh, devastation and destruction of their own property. Um, but it, curiously, again, the environmentalists don't say anything about the destruction that these illegal aliens are wreaking on on uh, on, on land. Well, they're hypocrites. They're they're liars and have a political agenda that has nothing to do with a particular issue. Uh, as much as it does kind of going with the progressive crowd and being virtuous for those other issues that aren't theirs. Uh, look, there are human rights organizations that specialize, it's all they do, in the protection of indigenous, vulnerable indigenous peoples like this. Where are they? Exactly. Where are they? Exactly. I don't think we're, don't think we're going to see them anywhere or anytime soon. Yep. I mean, in Arizona, the, the um, there were tribal lands that border on uh, on the Mexican border uh, that are on the Mexican border, and uh, even the tribes hypocritically have been uh, protecting uh, these uh, illegal aliens that uh, trash their properties. I, I'm just amazed. I, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm never, I never am ceased to amazed, be amazed at how hypocritical the left and the liberals are uh, when it comes to. Uh, 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 advancing their agenda. Uh, tell the folks about your book and tell the folks where they can follow you and read you, buddy. Sure. Well, America's Covert Border War, the untold story of the nation's battle to prevent jihadist infiltration. Uh, it was released earlier this year. It's still available and really concentrates quite a lot on the Darien Gap as the choke point for uh, ending the or reducing the jihadist infiltration threat. That's where they come through. You can find 
Somalis and Bangladeshis, Uzbekistanis, Tajikistanis, uh, Mauritanian, Senegalese, people from Syria and Iraq and Iran, all coming through that gap every day, Afghanistan uh, uh, citizens, all coming through that gap. And my book just describes that circumstance, how many terrorists have come through there and what needs to be done to stop it, which in short is air repatriation flights from those countries. That's a broader, longer issue, but that book is available. And also I uh, have social media on Getter, T. Benzman at Getter. I recommend you use Getter. It's a great new platform that's like Twitter, but I'm also on Twitter, Benzman Todd. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with our very good buddy, uh, Mr. Todd for Immigration Studies. Todd, thank you very, very much. I understand you're, uh, I'm going to give him a teaser. I understand you're you're working on a really, really hot item that's going to uh, upset people even more with the United Nations. That's right. The United Nations is handing out cash to the migrants to sustain them long enough to get over the border. Oh, my gosh. Who would have guessed? Who would yeah. have guessed? Thank you very much, Todd. Thank you. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, our good friend, uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd from Goliad County, Texas. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him because recently uh, we have uh, heard from Jan Saki, the uh, White House public press person, uh, speaking on behalf of the president, saying that um, the uh, Biden White House is doing several things, apparently, to help sheriffs address crime uh in this in one case talking about how much help they are providing to the to the uh sheriffs to fight uh stolen vehicles which has become epidemic um but uh, we do have a very large crime wave going on across the country and i wanted to reach out to uh sheriff boyd and ask him what um what help he has seen from the white house particularly since sheriff boyd sits uh here in texas uh, near the border, and uh, what uh, what is he seeing as far as uh, any assistance from the White House or from this administration at all? Uh, Sheriff, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. What? Uh, how can you re- respond or react to this comment from the uh, from the White House? Well, it's it's another another fabrication on behalf of the administration. We have received absolutely no assistance. Uh, directed to us from the federal government. The only help that we get through the federal government is through our personal relationships and partnerships with with people at Border Patrol and Homeland Security. Outside of that, there's absolutely nothing being done. And those Border Patrol agents and Homeland Security agents are having their hands tied in an effort to prevent from working closely with us as this crisis continues to develop. Yeah, we have seen, we have seen, and we have heard from the um, Border Patrol Union uh, how uh, you know they're they're practically more like Walmart greeters than they are anything else. Uh, just uh, helping people come in and a uh, little more. Uh, what about uh, the car chases? I mean, last time that we talked with you, there were car chases. There was damage to uh, property. Uh, is that still going on? As a matter of fact, it's funny you bring that up. Yes, sir, it sure is. Uh, that activity kind of moves around based off of cartels uh, activity and, and attempts to elude us. But once again, yesterday, we were in another pursuit. Uh, stolen vehicle driven through a fence, driven about a half mile across pasture and through some additional fence into a creek bottom. Uh, illegal aliens bailing out. Uh, needless to say, small counties like Goliad do not have the resources to deal with this. And so 
what we wind up with is we wind up fortunately with our good friend uh, Pinky Gonzalez from Refurio coming over to uh, to help us the sheriff over there. Uh, always a benefactor for us. Come over to give us a hand. Private citizen brought in his helicopter. Uh, we had drone ATVs and yes, we expended a, a lot of time and energy yesterday into the night trying to locate and round up the illegal aliens. Uh, it was the same thing last week. We landed an airplane on the highway in, in Goliad County twice in one week in order to get something up in the air to be able to spot the illegal aliens fleeing from deputies on foot on private property. That's amazing. I mean, you know, the, the story that you're telling us needs, we're really, really, I'm glad that we got you on the radio because people need to hear this. People need to hear this, this craziness. What about the drug interdiction or anything or, or the, the meth and all of that stuff that's coming across? Are you seeing much of that? Well, we haven't had the uh, the interdiction of the drug lately uh, like we had. It's still coming in because we're getting it delivered at the local level. The thing that people need to realize is the same organizations that are bringing in these slaves in, into our country and distributing them everywhere are the exact same organizations that are bringing in the methamphetamine, the marijuana, the cocaine, the heroin, all of those things, the fentanyl. It's the exact same organization. It's just different departments. And from what I'm told in my contacts down in the valley, the, the methodology of moving the drugs has changed somewhat and made it far more difficult for us because we're tied up. A county like Goliad only has one to two deputies on at any given time, and we're not unique for our area. We have 859 square miles, about 1,700 miles of roadway. And when you have two deputies out there covering that entire area, it doesn't take much to tie them up, and there is no interdiction effort. And because DPS has been tasked with the border, we don't have DPS in our county very often anymore. We might see a trooper maybe two or three times a month, and it's not their fault. It's because they've been tasked to something else. They would much rather be here, but they're doing their part down on the border as they're assigned to do. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I mean, the stretching of resources has uh, really complicated law enforcement. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's just, it's really sad. And at the same time, the uh, the situation with uh, the White House not uh, not wanting to do and not wanting to do much to um, discourage people from coming across. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. If you don't like say something, like that, it, it's not just them not wanting to discourage. It's them actually working to get these people across. Uh, our government works close with the Mexican government and a handful of, of nonprofits, NGOs, and they're bringing these people here. I have contacts in the federal government that tell me that. This is a well-orchestrated plan to move us from a republic to a Marxist state. And people don't understand what that's going to mean in the long term. And the only people that want to live under socialism are people who've never lived under socialism because it's not going to be a pleasant thing. But this is all part of of that grand scheme to move us there. I mean, just since October 1st, as of last Sunday, Rio Grande Valley Sector of Border Patrol had apprehended 97,090 illegal aliens wow. from October 1st to last Sunday. Border Patrol tells me that they only catch about one out of 10 is their best guess that try to come across. So you extrapolate that out, that's a lot of folks. And then on top of that, understand that the RGB sector is only three of 14 Texas border counties. So you can imagine what the totality of the numbers are. I mean, the RGB detainees went from 3,200 three weeks ago at their detention facility to almost 5,000 a couple of days ago. That's a 53% increase since November 21st. I mean, this is something that's beyond just incompetency at the federal level. Border Patrol and Homeland Security agents are telling me that the government is orchestrating this and tying their hands in order to prevent them from working closely with law enforcement and to prevent them from doing their job. Everywhere they turn, they're getting their hands tied. And it just is not right. Yeah, the poverty industry is really profiting from this. I mean, these NGOs, these nonprofit organizations that are supposedly uh, 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 there to help uh, the the uh, migrants, uh, you know, I, I, I question, well, I know that uh, the one here locally in San Antonio has gone out of its way. It's been caught twice telling uh, the uh, migrants not to talk to law enforcement at all, whether it's the Border Patrol or the police. And I don't understand why they would, you know, put a scare into them uh, about uh, the local police or the Border Patrol. I mean, you know, what's uh, what's what's to scare people about that? 
Well, I think one of the things that we need to remember, George, is, you know, people like yourself, myself, most Americans, we're good and decent people. We work for a living. We play by the rules. We expect everybody else to. But that's one of our fundamental weaknesses. Good people have a tendency to believe that everybody is good. And if some people make mistakes, go to jail, get out, and then they're good people. Well, I'm going to tell you from my 28 years of law enforcement, crooks think everybody's a crook. A thief thinks everybody's a thief. And that's <laughs> fair because they think that you're getting away with it and they're getting caught. It never comes across their mind that maybe they should quit stealing. Their whole mentality is about being caught. Yep. And that's what dealing with when it comes to this administration and the people who wish to transition us to a socialist state. And always remember, as Vladimir Lenin said, the aim of socialism is always communism. Yep. Because they're not going to just they're not just going to stop with a bite of the pie. They're going to take the whole thing. Oh gosh, couldn't have said better. My friend, we need to let you go, but uh, folks, we've been speaking with our good friend Sheriff Roy Boyd from Goliad County, Texas. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we let you go, buddy? Just God bless you, George, and God bless your listeners. Uh, Everybody just needs to be vigilant, and we need to do our part to remain a free America. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And let me begin by excusing my voice. Uh, the cedar is is really high here in tech, here in San Antonio, past couple of days, and uh, it's affected my allergies. So, um, but the news goes on. We've got uh, one of my very good friends, uh, Sheriff Micah Harmon from, uh, Le, is it Lavaca County? Um, yes, sir. Lavaca County. Yeah, Lavaca County, here in Texas, and I wanted to reach out to him because. Um, earlier this week, uh, Jan Pasaki, Pata- the um, spokesperson for the White House, for the president, made the comment that um, there is aid going to the sheriffs on fighting crime. And um, I wanted to reach out to, uh, to uh, Sheriff Harmon. Uh, how are things in your neck of the woods, Sheriff, with regards to the border crisis and, uh, well, just the crime wave that is that has swept across the nation? Uh, how how are you guys faring? Sure, George. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I can just tell you that that I have not heard from the Biden administration. Uh, uh, none of none of the sheriffs in in the uh, in our region have, have heard from the Biden administration and, and we're not getting any help from the Biden administration. Uh, the, the border is still wide open. Uh, uh, we're still dealing with, with bailouts and stolen vehicles. Uh, it, it's just uh, continues on. Uh, you know, we may have a slowdown in our area because uh, we put a lot of heat on the, on the traffickers coming through. But they don't stop. They just move around us, and and then we'll start getting in, intel that uh, all the agencies to the west of us uh, or to the south of us are, are are having more and more traffic, and it's because they've rerouted. They've gone around us, and, and they're trying to get around us to 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 get through another way. And so then those agencies over there will put the heat on them, and then they'll start coming back our direction again. So. Uh, I can just tell you that uh, it hasn't slowed down any as far as uh, coming across the border. Uh, it might slow down in our region, but they're just, it's just because they're going another direction. So uh, from, from January until December today, uh, there's been no slowdown in the number of people coming across the border and uh, the number of uh, gotaways that are, that are coming through are just, uh, it, it's just phenomenal, the, the number of people coming through and that, that are, are getting through and getting away. And, and they're just in, in the United States.
have no idea who they are. Now, you know, one of the interesting things in this situation is that, uh, you know, which shows Yankee ingenuity. I mean, Yankee in the sense of America, not Yankee in the northern folks. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I, that I notice, or that everybody notices, is how uh, the sheriffs in the region have banded together to cooperate, as well as you're cooperating also with state and federal uh, agencies to the degree that the federal agencies can cooperate with you, because uh, I mean we've had we've had folks from the Border Patrol Union on my, on on the show who are flat, you know, being told by the uh, the Biden administration not to do this, not to do that. They're they're hardly be able to do their job, but you guys are still working together the best you can. Yes, we are. Um, in in our region down here, uh, we have the uh, Texas Sheriff's Regional Alliance and. And uh, there's 18 sheriffs in our in our regional alliance that goes all the way from Kingsville, uh, all the way up to Chambers County, uh, east of Houston, and and we're in constant communications and and about intel and what's going on in, in certain counties, and so we we coordinate that with our state partners and our federal partners. We 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 have great working relationships with the Border Patrol and ICE. And, and Homeland Security, and and we don't fault those guys uh, for what they're going through. We understand uh, what the administration is making them do, and, and it's not their fault. And so we continue our our working relationships with those agencies, even though we know that that in certain situations their hands are tied. But uh, they're still a good resource for us, and and we still communicate with them on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, you you really, I mean, it's amazing how, uh, you know, resilient law enforcement is whenever it's needed in this manner, in, in this manner, because uh, sadly, you're not getting any, any support from, from above during this administration. Um, Sheriff, is, uh, do you see any, any, um, uh, any slowing down at all, uh, at least during the winter? in your area of people, uh, you know, uh, uh, going through, passing through between San Antonio and Houston, uh, smuggling stuff, smuggling drugs, smuggling people. Have you seen any kind of slowdown in that aspect of it? No, Sir George. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, as I said earlier, uh, if we do see a slowdown in our area, it's not because the people aren't coming across. It's just because the smugglers and the cartels are rerouting them and sending them around us because uh, we're hitting too many of their loads. Um, I can tell you that, that the wintertime is, is probably going to be a little more active because uh, during the summer with all the heat, it, you know, they it, it's too much strain on the on the. Uh, on the uh, uh, human uh, cargo so uh, and they they lose a lot of them they get sick they get heat exhaustion uh, dehydration and, and so I uh, you know in my opinion they, they they try to move them more in the cooler months uh, they can get, get go further and do more uh, than they can in the summertime yeah wow sheriff thank you very much for taking some time with us uh, this this morning um, once again we've been talking with our good friend Sheriff Micah Harmon from Lavaca County in uh, Texas here. Uh, Sheriff, stay safe, and thank you again for, for joining us today. Thank you, George. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you keeping uh, this topic out in front of the people and letting the people know what's going on. Uh, without you and, and, and some of the more uh, conservative uh, uh, networks, uh, the, the people in this country would not know what's going on, what's truly going on. And, and we just appreciate you and thank you for your close uh, working relationship with us. Uh, you got it, buddy. Thank you very much. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio. The answer. Hi folks, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to borderhawk.news. Borderhawk.news has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. Borderhawk.news has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites.
Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to borderhawk.news. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got a guest with us today, a new one, and hopefully he'll be a returning guest. But uh, Mr. Willie Ng, who is the uh, who is an expert, I'd say, in crime uh, and law enforcement and public safety, because um, the gentleman has over 27 years. Can you imagine? I think he started when he was five years old. 27 years <laughs> of, uh, of experience in law enforcement. So I wanted to reach out to him because recently the local media in San Antonio has talked about the rising crime, uh, domestic violence, theft of autos, uh, various things that are happening. And uh, just like across the country where many communities are facing problems with uh, with with a rise in crime here in San Antonio, we're looking at the same thing. So, Willie, thank you for taking time to be with us. Thank you very, very much. Uh, talk to us. Give us give us your perspective as someone that has been in law enforcement and public safety for so long. What is going on? Well, well George, let me start off by saying thank you so much for calling me. It's an honor uh, to have this conversation with you. I'm humbled by the invitation. And so, look, there, there are so many different variables to the issues going on. And this is a conversation that would, would, would probably take a lot longer than the time we have allowed for the show. But let's just hit some of the, the important variables that I see uh, being in law enforcement for, for, for over 27 years, uh, from SAPD to working with the Secret Service to being the chief criminal investigator. All these years, you see these different issues, and it keeps growing and growing and growing, uh, and nothing's being done. And so this, this all goes from, from all the way from the home, right, for to, to raise your children to respect authority all the way to currently where people are compromising truth to fit their agenda. People are compromising truth for emotion. We have laws in place. We have a constitution in place. We have a penal code in place so that there's structure and then there's accountability and there's consistency in our system. Well, now we have different people coming in office and they're putting on their own agenda and own thinking cap, and they're they're changing the laws without going through the correct way, uh, through the state reps or through Congress to change the laws uh, through that system. But they're doing it based on their emotions and their feelings of what they feel and what fits their agenda and what fits their narrative. When we do that, then there's no longer consistency. So what I say, George, is what's happening now, this is the, the, the easiest way to, to describe this, is that Lady Justice, what they've done to her is they've removed the blindfold. Because you remember, George, the blindfold is what? It's so that we're not biased to who's committing the crime. And the scales are to, you know, that level of thing, right, where we, where we balance the uh, accountability, the punishment, but also, you know, to consider issues of, of the evidence that are being, being brought upon the court. That's not for a personal person to take their emotions and put their emotions in it and their agenda in it and then make a decision on how they decide to, to punish. We continue to do this. And if you see the lack of accountability of, of the offenders, uh, it's making it worse. There's no accountability. So they don't feel any type of resistance to commit these crimes because nothing's going to happen. You know, depending on whether you have a job or, or don't have a job or if you have a home or don't have a home determines how people will punish you, which is ridiculous. It's unheard of that if I'm a homeless person, George, and you're not, and you and I go both into the same business establishment, and we both commit the same crime, criminal, criminal trespass, for example, because you have a home, you're going to jail. But because I'm homeless, I'm not going to jail. That That's an example of removing the blindfold of Lady Justice. That... Go ahead, George. Uh, yeah, that, that seems to be so prevalent now because we keep seeing, you know, excusing the, that excuses literally seem to be made uh, about crime, about somebody committing a crime. Right. Right. Look, we all have a testimony, right? We all have challenges within our lives. And I still believe that even though we are from different areas of town, socioeconomic status, we can still make good in our lives by doing the right thing 
I don't, I can't see how in any circumstance how it would be justified to rob someone, to harm someone, to rape someone. There's no excuse for any of that. And to say because of the way area town I was brought up or raised, uh, I have a, a, a get out of jail pass free. That's that's ridiculous. That's not consistency, and that's not part of our justice system, and that's un-American. And it's scary to see the path that the, our our nation is going down. If you look at those cities, uh, California and, and many others, I mean, people are moving out of those cities. Uh, Austin, you know, they they finally passed the Prop B, which meant uh, no more homeless camps because they allowed it. It got out of control. And look at the situation. They had to go from one extreme to the other. So I just think that we got we got to continue to be consistent. And the way we are consistent is by following the laws that are in place. And look, if, if someone doesn't like the laws, then, then run for state rep or state senator or congress and you go change the law. But don't do it uh, without that happening because there's inconsistency throughout the country and throughout the state and throughout our, our city and our county. Uh, but you know another thing too, George. I know a lot of people lean on COVID. That there's another reason why spike because you know uh, you know people were suffering during COVID. Well, let me tell you this: uh, there's businesses all over San Antonio that can't perform 100 percent still because nobody wants to work. <laughs> so that, that that excuse right there is out the window. Uh, maybe at the time when there was a shutdown and people were 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 stressed to put food on the table and to feed their babies and they had to do what they had to do because all the restaurants were shut down and, and no one can open. Um, but there are so many businesses now that have, I mean, you, you look at it, George, you drive around town and what do you see? Help one and help one and help one and help one and bonus here. Uh, a job that before COVID was paying $9 an hour is not paying 15 bucks an hour and they, they still can't hire. They still can't staff their businesses and it's, hurt, it's hurting our local business. It's hurting our local economy. It, it, it is very, very evident. The, the other two things that I'd like for you to touch on is uh, the issue of decriminalization. We are seeing in some communities, and including here in San Antonio and in Bear County, where there is, uh, you know, the the a, a certain crimes are not being called crimes anymore. They're just, you know, they're just worthy of a ticket, if that much. And uh, and at the same time, there's also a real antagonism towards law enforcement. Right, and I and I blame a lot of that to the rhetoric of uh, some media outlets, uh, local and national. Uh, you know, they, they they paint with a broad brush to say that all law enforcement officers are uh, bad and all they like to do is harm people. Look, just like in every industry, I'm not naive, just like in every industry and in every occupation, there's bad and good apples. And there is, no one dislikes a bad police officer more than a good police officer. Because it, it, it's a representation, you take an oath and you're representing the agency in that uniform and you should do it honorably. But there's people that are human, they're wrapped in flesh and they make bad decisions and they need to be held accountable, without a doubt. But to paint with a broad brush and, and paint this uh, narrative that all police officers are bad, it's ridiculous. Because you've been in the business a long time, George, and I know you're very active in our community. When you look at zip codes that have high crime, you see that there's poverty. You see there's no economic development. There's high school team uh, dropout, a high rate of them, of, of a teen pregnancy, all the, no re revitalization, all this stuff in, in, in areas where there's high crime. What does that tell you? That there correlation, that there's, if there's no uh, uh, um, public safety, there's no prosperity. That's right. So we, we, we can't compromise that. We're only hurting each other. I mean, look at, the, look at how many buildings were burned and property was destroyed uh, during the riots, that made absolutely no sense. I always tell people, don't let your anger take over because then you drown out your message. Mm -hmm. Look, I understand we have the right. I mean, I'm a constitutionalist, right? We have that right to to, to protest, but that doesn't mean there's a, there's a there's a difference between uh, protest and criminal. And when you start to destroy property, you start burning down buildings and, and damaging cars. That's criminal. You should be held accountable. You can protest without being a criminal. Um, so I, 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 I agree with you. Decriminalizing decriminaliz things is not the answer. Look, there's two things to resolve issues. Uh, and, and we even felt it as a child, right? I mean, you know, when I did something wrong, my mom would hit me with the chancla, right? That was, <laughs> that, was, that was a punishment, right? That was a punishment, a, a consequence to my action, right? And I learned that, okay, I don't do this anymore. It's not a man getting hit with the chancla. So we have to remember that. That even at times, again, this goes to following the emotions of people, right? They don't like the consequences. They don't like the optics of the consequence. So therefore, 
they focus on that instead of look at what was the cause of it? What caused the consequence? So many times we focus on symptoms of issues and not the cause of the issue. And that's bad. We got to look at everything. How do we fix recidivism? By two things. One, accountability, followed up with opportunity. You know, I was, I was, in, I was with the, uh, the Texas Association of Business Board, I still am, and we came up with House Bill 918. And what that does is that as those people who are being released from prison, instead of saying, thank you very much, you did your time, out the door, we stop and pause and say, okay, hold on a minute. You need an ID. You know, you need a security card. And let's get you a resume. And let's do some mock interviews. Why? Because when we release them, we want them to find a job. If not, what happens? They go right back into the criminal element. So that there alone, that's, that is where you get involved with. Let's reduce recidivism. But you can't do it without accountability. They're not going to learn the lesson. They're not going to be here with that chancla, right? So we've got to remember accountability is key to make change. Uh, and, that's right. anything, and, that's, and that's anything we do, right, George? I mean, everything right. we have. If you speed, guess what? You get a ticket. That's accountability. If you get a DWI and you harm someone, you're going to jail. People want to see that. If you rape someone, you should be held accountable. A crime is a crime. It's in the books as a crime. Don't try to say, well, we're going to cherry pick. But this is not this is not a restaurant, a buffet, right? Well, let's, <laughs> let, let, I'll take a little bit of that uh, punishment. But no, 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 no. I don't want any of that punishment today because it doesn't just hit my appetite. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, Consti- the Constitution and the Penal Code, that's what it is. It is. And we can't cherry pick it. We can't pick and choose when we decide to work. No, if you want that, then get out of your position you're in and run for a state rep and be a, be a lawmaker and get into legislation. You got it, buddy. Folks, we've, we've, been, we've been speaking with our good friend, Mr. Willie Ng, who is uh, a, a uh, I mean, I can't say enough about his background with uh, law enforcement. He's been, in, he's been a, an officer. He's been an agent. He's been all over the place. And uh, Willie, we really thank you for your, for your words of wisdom today. We've got to get you back on the show sometime again soon because this, be issue, this issue uh, is really percolating all over the place. I'd be honored, George. You just let me know and I'll make time for you. You got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Once again, my friends, thank you for joining us this afternoon uh, here on El Conservador. Uh, I really, really appreciate all the support that you've got, that you give us. Um, you know, one more week till Christmas. I hope that you're having a good Christmas in, in spite of all the, the insanity that's going on around us. Let's not forget the, the reason for the season. Uh, I want to thank Border Hawk News for their sponsorship. They have been fantastic. I can't say enough good things about them. They um, have sponsored us this year. They sponsored us last year. I, uh, I, I, I love those folks. If you want to know anything, anything about migration patterns across the world, uh, immigration issues here locally uh, in the United States, Border Hawk News is the place to go. So uh, let, me, let me encourage you to, to do that. Uh, also, uh, again, I want to thank the station here who has been so kind to us in, uh, in, in, in allowing us and helping us more than anything else, providing the technical assistance. Uh, they, they, are, they are fantastic. So, folks, I also want to thank, uh, finally, our, uh, our guests today, uh, Sheriff Harmon, Sheriff Boyd, uh, Willie Ng, and Todd Benzman. These gentlemen have been fantastic. Uh, I hope that you will join us again next week. Uh, let me tell you, my friends, the whole issue of, of illegal immigration and law enforcement, my friends, is heating up. We have got to understand what is happening in our communities. We've got to understand the, the, what seems to be the uh, big plan by the, by the left, which is to destabilize our society, to destabilize our country, and then to impose their rule. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it is so obvious and so clear. They don't care. Uh, the uh, Biden administration has been put under court order that they've got to reinstitute the uh, stay in, in Mexico policy, which means that asylum seekers can't just cross the border anymore, get uh, asylum, get ask for asylum and be released. They have got to return to Mexico and request it there and stay there while their process, while it's being processed. That doesn't, that, you know, following rules doesn't seem to matter to these folks. There was an article in the fake news in the um, uh, in Time magazine or Newsweek magazine this afternoon uh, that I read that said, uh, you know, that these people that are waiting for asylum hearings are languishing and hurting. Well, here's an idea, my friends. Why don't you ask 
for asylum in your own country or in another country before you come to the United States, before you pick up and, 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 and come to the border and then you supposedly are suffering. My friends, e immigrants have always suffered coming to the United States. All immigrants, the vast majority have, have suffered. And uh, that's just the way it is when you pick up and you move to a new, new country. However, in this world of this uh, of victims, in this mentality of victimization by the left and by the liberals, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to uh, hurt. You're not supposed to uh, to uh, uh, be a, a, a uh, you're not supposed to suffer at all. Well, I got news for you, my friend. That's life. Everyone suffers one way or another in life because that's the reality. And you know what? Government can't stop it. <laughs> Government can't stop it. So um, this, this destabilization of our country with illegal immigrants is, is real. The other aspect of it, my friends, is the undermining of law and order, of police officers, of sheriffs, of deputies, where we've got people advocating, yes, pushing, that we should not, people, that we should not punish people because of their race and income. I mean, give me a break, my friends. Give me a break. When you commit a crime, you've committed a crime. Whether you're black, blue, green, white, whatever color you are, a crime is a crime. And it should be punishable. It should not be excused, again, because of race and income. Because once you begin to excuse uh, crime because of race and income, justice is not blind anymore. Justice is not blind. And we're going to have more discussion about that. We're going to have some other uh, uh, folks on our show uh, discussing this issue of, uh, more in depth of how police officers are suffering, of how police officers are leaving in groves. My friends, once again, thank you for joining us today. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, if there's anything that you want to, uh, to uh, tell us, please contact us either through social media or through the station. Uh, I, let me remind everyone uh, to go to Amazon and, uh, or, or to uh, whatever website you want and buy my book, El Conservador Conservative Opinions. I encourage you to do that. I also, because it's, it's going to be, it would be a great gift for you. I also encourage you to um, invite me to come speak uh, at any event that you might want to. So folks, once again, thank you for listening in. Thank you for supporting us. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer. <music> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.